0: Hey there, Story Sister, and welcome back to the Power Your Platform podcast. I'm your host and story coach, Carrie Ramsey, and I am so glad that you're here. So, welcome. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the key differences between product and service brands and how we need to adjust our storytelling in response to those differences. I'll be sharing some examples with you today, and I hope that it will demonstrate how product and service storytelling can not only set your brand apart, but help to generate business success. So I hope you'll enjoy the episode today. And hey, if you want to learn more about telling your own product or service story, then be sure to reach out to me at at powerherplatform@gmail.com. I'd love to help you take your marketing strategy to the next level. For now, let's get ready to dive into today's episode on the difference between product and service storytelling. Welcome to Power Your Platform, the podcast for women who are building bold story brands. I'm your host and story coach, Carrie Ramsey. Each week, we'll explore big ideas about brand building and shine a spotlight on courageous women just like you who are owning their story, following their purpose, and changing the world. Whether you're a story starter, a story builder, or a story pro, this podcast is for you. I'll help you move your mindset from uncertain to unstoppable and provide you with the storytelling tools you need to make a real impact. Because we all have a story to tell and somewhere someone is waiting to hear yours. Join us each week for inspiring interviews, aha moments and step-by-step action plans that will provide the framework to help you create your very own purpose-driven platform. Are you with me? All right, it's time to power up. Some of you may know that I was a marketing professor for 15 years. And one of the exercises I like to do with my students was to have them count the number of brands that they encountered by the time they arrived at my morning class. Now, even though some of them had just rolled out of bed a few minutes before the exercise highlighted that we encounter countless brand names as a part of our everyday lives even within the first few minutes of our day so let's play along with that exercise for just a moment i'm guessing that most of us slept on mattresses last night and woke up under some form of a blanket once we woke up to our phone alarm we likely headed down to the kitchen for a cup of coffee or tea or maybe a glass of orange juice maybe we even grabbed a box of cereal or popped some bread into the toaster while checking our email or social media or even watching the morning news. Maybe we meditated by listening to our favorite app or journaled in a notebook. We likely also fed our pets, brushed our teeth, and put on clothes before heading out to climb into our vehicle or boarding public transit to get us to our first destination of the day. So just in the few minutes of our morning, we are already surrounded by innumerable brands. The question is, how did those brands end up in our lives? How did we come to choose them over? other brands, and what role did storytelling play, if any, in our brand choices? I believe storytelling has everything to do with the brands we interact with every day. And as business owners, storytelling can go a long way to distinguishing our own brand from all of the others on the market. So the question I have for you today is what makes a great product or service story? And should we be telling them differently? Let's start by noticing the differences between a product brand and a service brand. First of all, a product is a tangible item that can be owned and resold. It can be returned and people can typically touch it, see it and try it on or try it out. Product quality is easily measured when it comes to products. How does it work? How long does it last? When it comes to products, the item and the company tend to be separate, and there's a limit to the number of ways that the product can be customized. So, a few general examples of product brand names would be The Gap, Volvo, Coke, and Doritos. So, what types of stories do we tell about product brands? Well, we focus a lot on the features and the benefits of products. Buy this outfit and it will help you feel cool and comfortable during the summer months. Drink this beverage and it will help refresh you. Purchase this car and it will get you safely where you want to go. So if that's what product brands are all about, then what makes a service brand different? Well, first of all, service brands tend to be more intangible. Think about your local landscaper your accounting firm, your travel agency, or even your story coach. While product brands offer tangible items, service providers offer value through intangible skills, expertise, and time. A service is not necessarily something that can be owned and resold, basically because usually you can't see it or touch it in a physical sense. Services are rarely returned because it's also harder to measure the quality of a service since people can have very different expectations of what the end result will be. So unlike product brands, services can be more easily customized to the needs of each individual as well. But one of the biggest differences between a product and a service is that the service provider is not separated from the service. They are one and the same, and I would argue that this means storytelling has got to be different. So what are the key differences between telling a product story and telling a service story? Let's take a look. One of the most important differences between telling a product story and telling a service story is the relationship the customer has with the company. When selling a product, the company is often mentioned, but not necessarily highlighted extensively. Because what really matters to that consumer is not so much who made this exact product, but what the product can do for them. Now, sure, we are definitely gonna have an attachment to certain brand names over other brand names. But usually that results from habit or price or status, and not necessarily a deep, meaningful relationship that we have with a particular company. Because companies are generally faceless, aren't they? They tend to be headquartered in a city far away, and we don't know the name of that CEO, nor do we really care in most cases. So that's not the most important part of the brand story for most product companies. Now, there are certain exceptions to this rule. For instance, most people know that Sarah Blakely is not only the CEO of Spanx, but she is also the creator of the product. In fact, the product's unique origin story is an important part of the company's overall marketing strategy. And honestly, it's probably one of the biggest reasons that her brand has succeeded the way it has. But in most cases, the CEO of a company is not the company founder, and we don't have the time or the energy to research who that CEO is of each product that we're buying, and we certainly don't have the time to build a relationship with them. Because honestly, the item we hold in our hands was most likely manufactured by someone that we'll never meet in a factory located in a city we'll never visit. And that's okay with us, because the most important part of the product story for us is What does this product do and how can it make my life better? So if you're running a product business right now, here are a few things to think about. If you founded the company and created the product, then people are going to care more about the person behind the product. So go ahead and introduce yourself and share your story. Tell your audience why you created the product and the problem that it solves. Show how it works and why it's better than the alternatives that you've tried. And, of course, you'll want to demonstrate the success that the product has had for others. Now, if you didn't start the product company that you're running, then you'll have a slightly different story to tell. In this case, you want to tell your audience why you believe in this product and why it matters to you. Once again, you can demonstrate the problem the product solves and show how it works. Compare the product to others on the market and show how it's an improvement over other models. And once again, show evidence that the product has already been a success for others, since this is one of the most compelling ways to persuade your audience that the product is going to work for them too. But what happens if you're not selling a product? What if you're selling a service? In this case, the focus of your brand's storytelling needs to be on helping people get to know, like, and trust you as the face of the business. As I mentioned before, when it comes to service companies, it can be difficult to separate the person who delivers the service from the actual company, because the quality and success of the service depends on the individual. That's why it's so important to build personal rapport with your audience, because before they will ever pay you for your service, they need to know they can trust you. And believe me when I say that sometimes it can take years to build this sense of trust and personal connection. One of my clients is a professional organizer, and she told me recently that she has clients coming to her today who have been following her on social media and receiving her newsletter for more than two years, and only now have they become convinced that she's the right fit for them. Two years. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying it's going to take you two years to get your first paying client, because that certainly wasn't the case with my business, but in order to establish a solid base of customers who know like and trust you, you're going to want to keep telling your story so that you can develop a personal connection and keep reminding your audience that you're there for them when they need you. So when it comes to telling an effective service story, the story is all about how you are the right person to help them achieve what they're looking for, whether that's a reframed mindset, a fresh new haircut, or an update to their home insurance. So remind them who you are and why you do what you do show them your suite of services and why you are ideally suited to deliver those services to help meet their needs demonstrate that you've already helped your clients get results by sharing their testimonials and their success stories remember when telling a service story we're building a relationship between the service provider and the audience and that means it's going to take some time and it's going to require authenticity because both are needed in order to connect more deeply with a potential client. In my own business, I've discovered that it's important to remind people frequently that I've been working with women speakers, leaders, and entrepreneurs for more than 20 years. Not only that, but I myself am a woman leader, speaker, and entrepreneur, which helps demonstrate to my potential clients that not only do I have the skill set, but I also have the experience. I also share my clients' success stories through my podcast, my newsletter, and my social media. Their success is my success, so I love to shine a spotlight on their brands and businesses. So the key takeaway then is that when creating a service story, we're establishing a relationship with our audience. Our stories need to be human, authentic, and connect in a meaningful way with our ideal customer. Not only that, but we need to deliver our story consistently over time. So be patient. Success may not happen overnight, but when it does come, it will lead to sustainable growth that makes a true impact. Thanks so much for listening in to today's podcast episode on the key differences between telling a product story and a service story. Here are a few key points to remember. Number one, we are surrounded by brands every day and each of those brands has a story behind it. Number two, product stories generally focus on the features and benefits of a product because that's what the customer tends to care about the most. Number three, When product companies are led by an original founder, however, the story should also integrate the origin story of the company and the why behind the business. And finally, number four, service company stories differ from product company stories because they're all about the service provider. In this case, our stories need to be human, authentic, and connect in a meaningful way with our audience. If today's episode has piqued your interest and you'd like to book a one-hour strategy session to help you get started with your own product or service story, then be sure to reach out to me at gmail.com. You can also click on the show notes for this episode for a direct link to our website. Until next time, keep owning your story, following your purpose, and raising your voice. Because the world is waiting to hear your story you. Mm-hmm.